The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWM podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. I am joined in this edition by the plant-based powerhouse herself, Ellie Armstrong. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm very excited to be here. Yes. Uh, so uh, anyone who's on our Patreon or, or even checked our Twitter knows that you were you, you jumped in at the last minute. So I'm, I'm very glad that. I'm going to speak to you because I've actually been watching you on WWE Network, so it's it's nice to speak to someone that I've I've uh, not discovered. That's not the right word, but someone who I've, I've just newly um, come into my eyes. I don't know. That's that's not the words I'm going for. Anyway, first question is always the same. How did you get interested? Yeah. What got you? There? <laughs> well, I think mine's is a wee bit different from everyone else's. Like everyone else seems to go oh, my dad got me into it, my mum got me into it, my big brothers got me into it, like they had nostalgia, they watched it growing up on Sky One. I didn't start watching until 2016. Um, my boyfriend at the time had no one to go to the Raw and Smackdown tapings at the Hydro with, so he was like, you're coming with me, and I was like, all right, if you buy the tickets, I'll go. Sound. And... Yeah, he was like, oh, you should probably watch a couple of episodes of Raw and Smackdown so you get what's going on. And I was like, oh, fine, whatever. <sighs> Let's put them on their own Sky Sports. So I was still in uni, so I was like, right. Sky Sports, 1am, Monday morning, I will watch Raw. So it was the, not the Raw after SummerSlam, but the Raw after, the Raw after SummerSlam, if that makes sense, or two Raws after SummerSlam. Kevin Owens is Universal Champion and it was Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho and Chris, their whole Best Pals gimmick and Chris Jericho's list and I just thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen and that's that's what got me hooked pretty much. Like From there on I was like, yes, I like this. It's like Coronation Street but with men punching each other, I'm down. Because I, I didn't even really know it was a thing growing up. Like I'm late to the party completely. I was just trying to think, what were the highlights of 2016? Because now I'm, I'm old and I've watched it for so long now. But yeah, uh, Chris Jericho in the list. That, that's a pretty good way to get into it. Um, so were they your, your two ones you, you like, like straight away? Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho? Or is there any others that kind of caught your eye? Yeah, so I mean, I think if it wasn't for Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, I probably, we wouldn't be sitting here, me and you, today. Like, they sucked me in from the very beginning. But at the same time, like, I, I kind of knew what wrestling was. Like, obviously I knew what it was, but like, I never really watched it. But I always had this view, obviously antiquated now, of like, oh, they don't treat women well. Like, women are the, the side pieces, the brand panties matches, that sort of thing, which for a, like, me, I was a mad feminist and I still am, but like proper, like uh, when I was in a, my teenage years. So that would have put me off wrestling if I'd tried to watch it then. But my boyfriend at the time, he showed me Sasha Bailey um, at Brooklyn, the, the Iron Woman match, the 30 minute one. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. 
like maybe they don't treat women as bad as I thought they did. I suppose the revolution had kind of started at that point, but at that, I watched that match and I was like, oh. so Bailey had me hooked straight away. I just thought she was amazing. I still do. Even though she's turned heel, I'm like, I love you. You're my favourite forever. Um, Sami Zayn as well. I think I've just got a thing for underdogs, really, but Sami Zayn, even his gimmick now, I think it's incredible. Like, getting, like, Logan Paul on on and everything, it's just mad. I love it. Um, so, so from what I'm getting, from the ones that you, you've named so far, it's, I mean, they're all fantastic wrestlers. That's not, that's, that's without saying, but it seems to be this, this literally the the big characters, the, the soap part of it. Um, which you know, that's, yeah. that's probably the best way to put it because wrestling is panto. That's what it is. <laughs> it really is. Um, it's. Yeah. I think. I think uh, recently this this uh, big APPG whatever it is pretty much said training is sport. The shows are theatre, and it's like yeah, yeah I read that today. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that pretty much. I can. Have, I have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how do no, you? On you go. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. On you go. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I just, I find the characters so much more interesting. Like, someone could do all the moves in the world, and I'm not going to name any wrestlers here, like, but, like, you could do all the moves in the world, but if you've got the personality of a plank, I'm not going to want to watch your matches, no matter how athletically amazing they are. I'm just going to be like, why, why would I root for you? Because you can do a flip cool but if you've got like a personality and you can safely wrestle and you can have a fun match I'm way more likely to be interested than just someone doing a flip if you know what I mean yeah absolutely uh wrestling is for me anyway it, it's your moments so you watch it for I mean mm-hmm. like I, I enjoy NXT and I do enjoy it but sometimes I'm just like these are just wrestling for the sake of wrestling Give me someone like Dexter Loomis out, who's a bit mm-hmm. mental. Give me that for a bit, and I'll enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it definitely there's a definitely a place for really great wrestling. People will enjoy it, but I'm thinking on the same wavelength as you. Is I just I want to enjoy characters. I want to enjoy the fun. That's why I like going to independent shows as well because there's usually more characters than than not. I, exactly. This the banner you have with a crowd. Like I love. I actually love kids like more family friendly like independent shows like the kids shows where it's like it's like an absolute panto and the kids are going wild like one of the favorite best things I've ever seen was at the um, I think it was SWA Motherwell Rumble back in like 2017 or 2018 and it was just the way the kids were reacting to Shah Samuels and he was just hamming it up being like the big bad and I was like this is incredible like they are booing him so much but it's so cute because like they're so into it I just love I think kids when they're into wrestling that much and they proper get into the characters I think that's the best thing in the world like I think it was Shah Samuels versus like I can't even remember who was wrestling because they were reacting to Shah Samuels so much and he was just hamming it up and I was like this is this is wrestling for me like that's what it is the big characters and sometimes there's there's not even a rhyme or reason why kids will flock to one person and go oh we're gonna boo you the whole time and you don't know why, but you're, you're going to take it for 20 minutes. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah, it's the best. So so from, like, you're just new to wrestling, uh, going to Raw and SmackDown, 
2016, was that possibly the debut of Noam Dar? I think, I don't know. Just guessing. Yeah, that was, that was the night that Noam Dar debuted for on, well, it was, I think it was like on the main event and taping before Raw, but it was, that was the night Noam Dar made his WWE debut, I think, yeah. And it, the place was mad. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> Why is everyone going mental? <laughs> like, I know he's but I was just like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> So so after that you got you caught the bug. Did did your, your ex drag you to local shows? I mean you said SWA in twenty seventeen. So did you go to uh, quite a few local shows in Glasgow in the area? Yeah. Actually before we even made it to the Raw and SmackDown tapings, we went to an ICW show in the garage and I think it was back when um Trent Seven was still champion. Um, ICW world champion um, and that was technically the first wrestling show I went to I can't remember who else was on the show except from Trent but that was the first wrestling show I went to was at one of the ICWs in the garage and it was it was amazing like that made me want to go to Raw and Smackdown even more because I was like oh this is what it's like to actually see it in person it's great. Did you find when you went to Raw and Smackdown after that though you think oh, this is a bit tame everyone's kind of just enjoying themselves whereas you went to ICW and it's just a bit. I mean, I've only ever went to the Aberdeen ones, so there's not they're not as rowdy. <laughs> but uh, it seems like a bit of a wild atmosphere in the garage. Yeah, like the, the garage shows are mad, and that especially that for the first one, because as I was saying, like the I when I went to the Raw and SmackDown tapings, at least I knew who most of the folk were. Like I said, I didn't know who Nomdar was, but that was it was his debut. Well, forgive me for that, but. Um, like the ICW tapings, I, I didn't know who most folk were. Like I know I knew Wolfgang, and I knew who Viper was because we kind of looked it up before we went, and we knew who, I knew who Trent Seven was. But apart from that, I was like, I don't really know who these people were. So it was quite fun to find out. Like, oh, they're booing him, but why are they booing him? Mm. And it, you got you got into it quite quickly, and the crowd the crowd in the garage are absolutely mental. Like they always are. So how did you go from watching it? I mean, that's a quick turnaround, going from watching it to now doing it. So uh, why did you start at GPWA? So, again, I think it's weirdly different to everyone else's answers, but I watched on Netflix, and then, like, the second or third episode, they have, like, them starting to train for Glow for the first time, and it's just them rolling about and doing, like, simple lock-ups and simple bumps and I'm going do you know that looks that looks really fun um I'd actually quite like to try that and at the time I was like there's ICW shows in Glasgow so they must train in Scotland somewhere so I literally just googled pro wrestling school Glasgow GPWA was the first one to come up on google I don't know if it was just because it's because it's Glasgow Pro Wrestling Academy or because it was the closest one to me clicked on it there was an induction class that October I think this was like the July and there was an induction class in the October and I was like do you know what I'm in my final year of uni we may as well go for it like if, if not now when so I was like right paid the induction fee and the rest as they say is history as the saying goes. So have you got a, an athletic background beforehand uh, like any sports uh, before you started training? In, in primary school, yes. I think I was really, uh, not athletic, but I was really sporty in primary school. Like I was a proper wee tomboy, like 
loved the football, played netball. I was on my primary school's netball team. We won the championship, Lonelithgow Primary School Netball Championship 2007 or whatever it was. That's my brag. Um, so we won that league. the boys team because I went to a tiny primary school so they didn't have enough girls to make a girls team so I was on the boys team and so I loved football and I went to high school and I just hit my emo phase and I was like I don't want to do this anymore I just want to sit in the house and read books kind of stopped after at high school I didn't really do any sports in high school and then couple of times and then was like do you know what I'm gonna run the Glasgow 10k like the big run they do at like September every year I've done that and that's when I started getting a wee bit sporty again but that was like 2016 so it was quite late on between primary school and starting running so the first training session at GPW was not a fun time for me oh my cardio was not good couldn't do a push-up couldn't do a forward roll and it was it was not a fun time. I was like, do I have what I, what this takes? Because this this is hard. I didn't expect it to be this hard. Like glow did not make it look this hard, and it was. And I was just like, oh. The only thing I could do was a cartwheel, which is why that's now my signature move. Because we've got we've got to keep the consistency. Literally, the only thing I could do on my first day of was a star jump and a cartwheel. So we've we've kept it there. <laughs> I can just imagine you coming home after the first uh, session and just like cursing Alison Bree and, uh, and everyone going, you made it look easy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that first, that first session, I've heard a f like, the forward roll is the make or break for most wrestling trainees. It seems to be, if you can't do one, you're going to have a tough time. That's pretty much the, the thing. Yeah, and I couldn't do one till quarter into my induction course, like very close to the end, I was I was still not able to get to my feet. Like I could do the roll. Can do it now. We have we have grown, we've progressed, can now do a forward roll, can confirm. So I mean you, you went to CICW of course. So coming into into that induction, um likely would have had guys like like Wolfgang, uh, Jester, BT Gun, Lionheart. Was was the actual and Rudo? Was it the actual full lineup of of coaches, or was there just the one or two you started with? Yeah, for our first day, we had we had all five of them. We had um, Rudo, Harto, Wolfgang, BT, and. Jester, all five of them, and it was quite intimidating walking in for the first time. I didn't go with anyone, so I was walking in on my own, didn't know anyone, and it was just like, oh, I've seen all these guys. so this is quite, this is quite intimidating, like, oh, quite scared now, but it was fine. They, I mean, they're all lovely, so, and straight away, because it was straight into cardio and push-ups and star jumps and everything, but they made you feel comfortable, so... I wasn't ever like I was going to get like called out because I couldn't do a sit up or a push up on the first day. It was the East Gen. Um, so how did you go from? So you did your induction, of course. Went into the next phase. I think they do a couple phases from if I'm right. Am I yeah. reading? 
Um, was there a point where you were going to be on shows uh, before all this lockdown happened, or what was the what was your what was what stage were you at before lockdown? My my aim for like I wrote my like um, I don't like to call it New Year's resolutions because I think that's setting yourself up for failure. But it was kind of like a goals I'd like to hit this year at the start of twenty twenty. So it was like deadlift 120 kilos squat my body weight like stupid stuff like this and then it was like get debut on a show and I just wanted it to be like a five pound wrestling GPWA show I, I wasn't aiming for the big the big leagues at all and then lockdown hit and like I know from like coaches like Stevie was saying like oh you know you're pretty close to being on a show like it'll probably happen end of 2020 I was getting told this at the start of 2020 like keep doing what you're doing by the end of 2020 we'll get you on a five pound show and I was like cool cool that's great that's something to aim towards and like just that sort of thing and then lockdown hit and I was like no it's never gonna happen and it was it was a kind of harrowing like oh no I'm not gonna hit any of my goals for this year because the gyms are shut wrestling's not happening I hit one of the goals. I got the debut and didn't get the squat or the deadlift because the gyms were shut. Um, it must have been weird though because your debut, of course, was on, I mean, just a little thing called the WWE Network. Um, but of I course, <laughs> it, it was it was pre-taped in front of nobody. Uh, I don't think I'm, I'm killing uh, the blowing anyone's mind to reveal that. But uh, yeah, no. what was it like going into your first match knowing that for, for in your mind there's nobody there but there's going to be a potential couple million watching yeah it was it was weird weird is the only way I can describe it because we we obviously have training matches and training because GPWA has got some rings so we'll always not at the end of every training session but at least once a week you'll get to do a training match in front of everyone else at training but we've always been taught like play to the crowd like do your moves towards the crowd, know where your crowd's gonna be. When you do your entrance, you're gonna G up the crowd. When you hit move, you're gonna you're gonna get your energy from the crowd, if that sort of thing. And then to have my debut match with three cameras and nobody to G up, nobody to give me that like feedback, like they're enjoying it was, was weird. Like you're just wrestling in dead silence which I've never done before because in training matches we're always geeing each other on even if you know it's you're not doing your best you've always got someone geeing you on and then I'm wrestling to like three cameras you've got your we've got the two um movable ones in the hard cam and I we'd never really practiced selling to camera so I'm like oh I think I know what to do but do I actually know what I'm doing so I'm turning up the day ICW like Right, I know my match, I know I'm wrestling, but where are the cameras gonna be? Like and it was it was like a I had to learn that on the day. It was a steep, steep learning curve, I'd say, but it was weird. Weird's the only way I can describe it. So what were your thoughts when you got the call though? Uh, the the call going, right, we're taping a couple of shows at the asylum, we want you on. What was like your thoughts into that? So the way it happened, so GPWA, back when we were, like, Glasgow was in, I think it was, like, Tier 2 or Tier 3 back in September, GPWA opened for, like, 
we one-to-one sessions. So you, it would just be you and a coach and it would basically just be cardio drills and getting you used to bumping in the ring again. So I had one of them with Jester and he was just like, do you have any promo photos? And I was like, no, but I mean, I've, I've, I've got like the ring light at home. I could take some like really amateur ones in my spare room. And he was like, yeah, do that because ICW are needing women. And I was like, that's this is not where I thought this conversation was going. Um, so I sent him them, not, not expecting anything. Like I was just like, oh, maybe they just want to see what's out there because like there's loads of talented women in Scottish wrestling. So I was like, mm, they're never... I'm never even going to consider me, but like it's nice that Jester's thrown my hat in the ring. Like he's been nice, like he's my coach. So I appreciate that. And then literally, like, so I, I came home. This was like the Monday. I took the photos the Tuesday afternoon, sent them over. I was like, there you go. Here's like a full body one, like a kind of half body one and a head one, whatever. And then like literally on like the Thursday, he was like, yeah are you free are you, you can come to the ICW tape and I was like this is not what I expected but yes I am free on Sunday I will make I will make time um what time do you want me when do you want me there and yeah it was it was weird it was exciting I didn't expect it at all like as I said Jester just asked for promo photos and I was just like eh, maybe it'll happen maybe it won't and then literally for it to happen that week was mad absolutely mad yeah, because you, you weren't the only one when, when I was watching it. It was uh, Moxie Malone, I think, popped up as well uh, as a as a new yeah. face. I think she did a couple of five pound wrestling shows, but uh, it was it was weird seeing all these new faces considering that there's been no shows on. So I'm thinking, how how's that happened? But uh, you you've yeah. you've wrestled pretty much just about everyone that's that's also there. Um, so I think was your first match was it. And I've written that down in the list of names. Didn't write them in in order because why would I? Um, was it Molly Spartan you debuted against? Molly Spartan was my first match, yeah. And I was so thankful that it was Molly because she trained at w- GPWA as well. So while all all the lassies on the the um, ICW roster are like super talented and they're all amazing, uh, Molly was the only. The one I'd wrestled in a training match before, so I was I, I already knew we already knew each other a wee bit. Like we'd only wrestled a couple of times in training, but at least we'd wrestled before, so it kind of put my mind at ease. I was like, right, I know our moves, I know how to take them, <sighs> I can breathe a wee bit more, and like I'm not having to like introduce myself to someone. And be like, right, we need to get to know each other quickly now. Plan a match. No, it was it was really good to have Molly just someone I knew, it, it did put me at ease a wee bit. And it, was, it wasn't long, was it maybe your second or third match? Yeah, you were against Emily Hayden that you actually picked up your first win as well. So uh, again, you're on WWE Network and you're winning, you, you've won a match. Have you watched back any of your matches uh, on WWE Network itself? Yeah, like I've watched them all a couple of times now. That makes me sound pure vain, but it's mostly because I keep having to like, I, w- I want to watch them for myself, like because you don't get better if you don't watch your own matches, and you need you need to be able to pick up on like, oh, if I, if I was going to do something different, like oh, I could do that better, I could do this better, you know, standard stuff like that. But also like my mum is pure fear. She's like, I know you're fine, I know you're fine, but like 
it scares me to watch it so I have to sit down and watch it with her so she knows I'm fine like I'm sitting there next to her she's got it on her iPad and I'm like look mum I'm, I'm fine I'll tell you when to close your eyes if there's something really scary coming up and you don't have to watch that so I have watched them a couple of times because I need to watch them with my mum <laughs> So you're not you're not the kind of so I mean you say invade but you're not the kind of if someone comes into the house uh, someone new you're just like going that's that's me there on the on the telly oh, oh no no <laughs> oh no like I made I made my friends watch my first one like I did that with the first with the first one with Molly but that was like the excitement of it I was like right when are we meeting up like I don't even care we can do it over zoom if you want we can do it over facetime whatever we're all getting this much here's my here's my network login you start, I'll get you you can be fine you are just watching I don't care if you don't watch any other ones because half my pals aren't even into wrestling they're all like girly girls but I was like you need to at least watch the first one like please <laughs> um and then you said it's, it's been weird but how weird is it considering you're on peacock in the u.s which has got a couple mil. I think it's got, I can't remember the number, I should have written it down because I've said this so many times, now. I think it's a couple, uh, 30 million in homes or something like that. So there's a potential 30 million people watching you. Oh, I don't even like to think about that. Like, oh, too many people to even fathom. Like that's, it's mad. So I'm just like, no, no. But I did get a wee bit excited when I realised you could search my name on the WWE Network and my matches would come up, I was like, oh, that's exciting. I, know, I, I think I that's must... the most excited I've been was... <laughs> And then you've got the folk that, that seem to be the, the gift machines that, that make gifts of, of these shows and you're like, well, God, that's that's me. I'm a gift now. <laughs> yeah. I was tempted to do that myself back in like my Tumblr days. I used to sit and make gifts of like Doctor Who and Merlin and I was like how do people make gifts these days because I used to have to like download elite torrent basically torrent these episodes of Doctor Who put them through VLC player screenshot them a million times and then manually make a gif in Photoshop and I was like how do people make gifts these days like that's how we did it in 2011 but I don't know how they make them these days there's probably an app for it or something Possibly. Like I've, I've never learned. Uh, I, I was into the torrent days. I, I killed many a computer with limeware. But uh, yeah, gifts. I'm just like, I'll let other people do it. It's fine. They know what they're doing. It seems like a, a just something I get annoyed at really quickly trying to make. And considering the way you did it, I don't think I'd even bother. I'd do one screenshot and go, ah, it's not worth doing this. It's just, nah, someone could do it. It's fine. Um, how how many hours I poured into making Doctor Who gifts when I was like thirteen and fourteen? Like that was I must have been hundreds of hours that I would sit in Photoshop because Tumblr had like an upload limit at that point, so gifts couldn't be more than a megabyte. So you had to like compress them right down. It was it was an art form just to get them uploaded. Never mind how good they looked. Like. Um, so I think I'll be remiss because a lot of people that listen or at least speak to me are Doctor Who fans. I got into it tenant uh and then kind of dropped off a little bit after that so which, which is your favorite doctor matt smith 100 percent. you dropped out at the wrong time i love matt smith so much so I, oh, I tried absolute I, fave i watched David some Tennant of them even like top three for me but no i, I tried Some to watch opinion but no 
yeah, I tried to watch Matt Smith. I don't, I didn't mind it. I just find myself like just doing other things on a Saturday instead. I think it was when um, I lived, I still lived like 50 miles from anywhere. So I had to drive. So if I was going to see my mates, I was there overnight and they weren't a, a Doctor Who fan. So I just wasn't watching it on a Saturday. I'd come home on a Sunday and just sleep and then go back to work and earth another. <laughs> yeah, so it just wasn't. I might go back eventually, but but by this point, there's, there's that many to watch. Um, I end up getting lost, but we're still in lockdown, so who knows? <laughs> I, might, I might get into a, a Doctor Who phase uh, by now. Even even if, just, even if you just watch Matt Smith's first season, like season five, I think that's like peak Doctor Who, in my opinion. So just that season. It's only like 13 episodes. You're fine. I'll bear that in mind. So you're, you're the plant-based powerhouse. Is the is the moniker yeah. you're going with? So, I mean, from that, I can safely assume you're vegetarian or vegan. Uh, vegan, vegan, <laughs> and and you're not a typical vegan because you're 25 minutes into an episode and you haven't told me. So that's the meme. Um, so, what made you decide to go on a, a, to to be, be a vegan? So I did start off vegetarian and honestly it was just to stop myself eating mcdonald's when i worked when i was at work basically like there was a mcdonald's right across the road from my work and i would i was genuinely having like a, a big mac meal or like a double cheeseburger meal every day for my lunch so i was like right if i just cut out meat i, I can't have a mcdonald's because i don't like the mcdonald's vegetarian options so that's what i did and then that was that was five years ago and then about a year into being vegetarian maybe eight months I watched Carnage on BBC3 which was like a mockumentary thing by Simon Amstel which was like set and I think it was like 2051 where the whole of the UK is vegan and like eating meat's a thing of a past no no one does it and it was like funny but it was also kind of eye-opening and I was like and there was a one really sad bit about like how they take baby cows away from their mums so that like humans can drink the milk and it made me really really upset and I haven't touched any animal products since I've seen that not purposefully anyway I think I've accidentally eaten like cheese once but since I've seen that and the image is like bored into my mind I'm like no the poor baby cows I can't do it anymore. <laughs> See I'm, I'm always I am I, nowhere near that at all but I always think that I probably could do it but I like chicken too much so I could probably cut out every other kind of meat but chicken would have to stay so uh, it's it's always it's always considered and then eventually I've had chicken that much I go I nearly need a chilli or something like that I need a mince <laughs> um, but I, I tried corn and oh my god that is the most disgusting thing on the planet so what, what's your I don't like corn so, so what would be your I don't like, like corn in general Oh, it's just it's. Right, well, my wife doesn't like uh, chili beef uh, when we like get it at shops and Asda and that to put on top of your pizzas because yeah. she likes to chew her beef herself, which is fair. Um, but I find this this wasn't even that; it was just grit. Uh, yeah, I tried corn yeah. once, hate it. <laughs> no, I I don't really like any of the corn products, but a lot of the corn products are aren't vegan anyway they a lot of them have egg whites in them so I don't even have to think about it I can just avoid them now so 
Easy peasy. Speaking of chicken, though, like the chicken substitutes have gotten like scarily good in the last couple of years. Like sometimes you, I'll buy vegan chicken and I'll be like, are you sure? Like that's, that's it tastes exactly in the exact same texture of what I remember chicken looking and tasting like. So not that I'm trying to convert you, but. No, I, if it tastes exactly the same, it's better for me. I, I'm all in, but yeah, corn stung me for because I, I, I pestered my wife for, for weeks thinking, well, we'll try a vegan week. We'll try it. We'll try a vegetarian week. We'll, we'll go off the meat because it's lockdown. We've eaten so much of it. And yeah, that just stung us. And we, we ended up putting half of it in the freezer and then eventually got to the point where we looked at it and went, that's not getting eaten. That's just going to go. That's just in the bin. Bye bye. That's it. So what? So as a wrestler, though, I know there's a lot of wrestlers that are vegan. Of course, Daniel Bryan being the most famous, I would think. Um, you've still got to take in a lot of like energy, uh, proteins, and energies, and is that the word? Mm -hmm. Kilojoules um, to yeah. work off in wrestling. So what would be your kind of typical uh, diet? I suppose. Oh, mine's is so boring. Like so. I'll have on like a good day where I'm not eating like absolute rubbish, which has been most of lockdown. But on a good day, it's like I'll have like porridge with like almond butter and bananas for breakfast. Um, and I make like I'll make all my cereals with soy milk. I don't get this oat milk hype at all. Soy milk will always be the best plant milk forever and always. And I will stand by that. People can come at me, but soy milk is the best plant milk. And I will fight anyone on that. Oat milk can, no, no. Anyway, so porridge with soy milk, almond butter, bananas, and then it's chicken and rice for lunch, um, protein shake, um, and then usually some form of, I, I just eat a lot of fake meat, so it'll either be like fake meat, like usually seitan, which is like wheat gluten, and it has like a kind of chickeny texture um seitan and potatoes or i'll have lentil pasta which is like super high in protein with like fake meatballs stuff like that just a lot of fake meat some protein powder almond butter it's great it's, it's like you're mentally going i'm still eating meat but and like you're trying to convince yourself you're still eating meat but not eating meat at the same time because yeah because like I never dislike the texture of meat like I know you get some vegans who genuinely like either they don't like the texture of meat or the texture of meat reminds them of like dead animals so it upsets them and they don't eat it whereas, whereas I genuinely like meat like I liked it but I my like heart won't let me eat it at all like it would just upset me so I'm gonna have any and all substitutes that will come my way like I know processed food isn't good for you blah blah blah, blah. I don't I don't care. If it tastes good and it's not completely killing me, then I'm fine. Fine. That's, that's a good way to, to go about it. Um, right. So did get a question in from Emily Hayden, uh, who, of course, uh, has been pretending, pretending, that's, that's, not, that's not wrestling, uh, has been uh, trying to break your arm on the WWE Network. Uh, she has asked... Um, just to ask you about your Persona 5 addiction. Oh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself like a, a gamer. Like 
I've never been like super into games. Like the way it goes is like, I'll play a game, I'll be absolutely obsessed with it. And then I'll go like months and months without playing a game. So, and I normally just tend to play like Nintendo games. Like I've always had a DS, I've always had, I got a Switch. Like, so it's usually like Pokemon, Zelda, those kind of games I'll play. Like I only just, I was bored one day and like, I came across a PS4 on Gumtree. This was only like a couple of weeks ago. This is like a month ago. On Gumtree for like 180 pounds. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna buy it. It's 180 pound as a PS4 whatever so I bought that and then my pal was like you like Pokemon there's this game on the PS store that's down to like 11 pound and it's it's a wee bit like Pokemon but it's like a high school drama and I think you'd really enjoy it and I was like 11 pound I, mean, I need something to play on this PlayStation that I've just bought because I don't have any games so sure I'll bought it genuinely I only bought it three weeks ago I think and I have sunk like 80 hours into this game I am absolutely obsessed with it and I cannot stop playing like I was playing it before you called me I'm going to be playing it after you call me it's it's amazing it's very good I, I need to keep an eye out for it because as soon as I got a I mean I've always been a PlayStation player anyway PS1 to to now <laughs> but I got a Vita um not last year, year before, because that's when we could do things, go outside. And as soon as I put it up, saying I need some game recommendations, Persona came up constantly, Persona 4, Golden, whatever. Uh, and I was like, okay, yeah. I'll check it out. And I looked at the price, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> not for something I'm not sure about. But uh, if if, uh, if it pops in under a tenner, I might, might give it a, a crack. If it's, if it's much like Pokemon-esque, then has to be. Yeah, it's it's like turn-based kind of combat, which suits me because I've tried playing games like COD and Battlefield and like GTA, like where you need, where like everything's happening at once and I just get so overwhelmed and I just panic and I just button mash. Like I cannot play Super Smash Bros or any game like that because I'm just a button masher. I will just be sitting there like fluke winning because I'm just hitting the right keys at the right time, but there's no skill involved there whatsoever. So he was like, this is turn-based combat, this will suit you. And I was like, yes, I've got time to think about things. It's great. And it's like, um, a lot of the imagery in it, it's like tarot cards and it's based, so you, you collect tarot cards through it. And I love tarot cards. Like, I don't even believe in like psychic stuff like that, but I'm just obsessed with tarot cards. I think the aesthetic of them is like really cool. And a lot of like the personas which you capture, which is like their version of Pokemon, are all based on like different legends from around the world. So you've got some from Irish mythology, some from Norse mythology, Chinese mythology, Japanese mythology and stuff like that. And it's just, I love that sort of thing. I love mythology. It's just a good time. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same for games. I like to have a thought. I like um, just games that can wander around and collect stuff. Spyro being a perfect example. Um, but one I'd probably recommend if you're... I played, I played last year. That was what I played on my Switch, like all of last year. I had a great time. It was the first time of me playing it. I never played it when I was wee, so I bought the remastered trilogy for the Switch and I had a great time. Nice. I, Not I very that... good at it, but I had a great time. Oh, I mean, the, the flying ones, the the like dreamscape ones, they could just, just disappear entirely because I hate them but the rest of them I, I, I love um, but yeah that and for a game I'd recommend then just because I think it was free a couple of weeks ago uh, was the Ratchet and Clank it's kind of the same kind of play 
as as Spyro, I would think you're just running around collecting stuff, killing enemies. So yeah. definitely, I, I I'm the, I'm the same. I, I'll 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 get a game, and if I really enjoy it, I'll just sink hours into it. I, I've finished Ratchet and Clank, so I had some trophies left, and I thought, oh, well, I've still got time in the evening. I'll just restart it, start it again, <laughs> played it through. Like I, I played it four, just right through four times over a space of two weeks because I was just I was just enjoying it far too much um so back to the wrestling quite briefly so during lockdown of course you briefly got to do some training you briefly got to do some wrestling uh what else you've been up to if are, are you working are, are you studying what's what's been your last year of your life yeah uh, so i work in a hospital so i've had a great time <laughs> i haven't stopped um, luckily not on wards or anything. I'm a technician by day, so I'm very much backroom staff, but like we had to like take care of all the ventilators and stuff that were keeping folk alive. So that was a that was a stressful time, a lot of overtime for me last April when it was at its peak. It was a it was a good time. Wow. Okay. So I, I see why you got back and you're getting to the game a little bit more. It seems to be a good distraction. Uh, same with with uh, actually getting to, to punch yeah. people for a couple of weekends, uh, which is probably a good stress reliever. Have <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> um, been keeping up with, with wrestling as well, just as of watching it, any independent shows on, obviously online, because you can't go to them, um, anything like that, or just, it's just WWE? I've just, I've only like, I've only really been watching like the big, the big pay-per-views. So like, I think Rumble was honestly the last wrestling I've watched outside of ICW. Like I've watched all the fight clubs that have gone up since they started going up on the network and like Bard and everything like that. But in terms of other wrestling, I just feel like I don't have the time for it anymore. And then the Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view ever since I started watching wrestling. I was like, yeah, this is my kind of thing. I love the counting. It's just a great time. So I made sure I got the day off work after Rumble so I could watch the Rumble because who doesn't love the Rumble? And then I've got day off work on Monday so I can watch WrestleMania properly and not be tired. So I'm excited for that. Uh, the Rumble is the absolute best. Um, I, because it's been so weird with, with the sounds and that, with, with no crowds either, um, that's, that's what I'm... It's my wife's favourite. She loves the Rumble. She's never seen a WWE Raw Rumble, but she goes to Regal Rumble when it mm -hmm. comes to, to wrestling in Aberdeen. Okay. So we've made a, a promise. If crowds are back next year, she's going to stay up like one of us at one o'clock in the morning to watch the Royal Rumble. And I am absolutely yes. buzzing. Uh, as far as, as taking the day off... No, I, love, I love any type of Rumble. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Any Rumble... SW Rumble, ICW Square Go. Um, I've not been to the Regal Rumble, but I went to the Disco one, the Discovery Wrestling one. That was a great time. I did any type of Rumble. It's just, you can't beat them. Best type of match, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you sit there and go, right, what are the rules? Well, you throw out the other ones till there's one left. Fine, easy, I've got this. <laughs> That's it. There's literally, you don't need to explain anything else. As long as they go out, two feet hit the ground. No. Done. Uh, yeah. And it's just, yeah, fantastic. But uh, WrestleMania, every year I say I'm not going to stay up and watch it. And every year I wake up on Monday at uh, with only two hours of sleep thinking I 
hate my decisions in life. Um, thankfully, this year, though, <laughs> this is my office because I work from home because of COVID. So, you know, I can look like absolute. I'm trying not to swear in these podcasts. You can just I, crawl. I, pretty much, my bed. <laughs> my bed's the other side of this wall. That's it. It's great. So I'll be watching take. I mean, as of recording, I'll be watching Takeover tonight, WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday. And we're trying to watch Raw on Thunderdome. And Tuesday, nice. I'm still going to be sitting here. So I, God help anyone who phones in on Tuesday to, to for a, a, an insurance based query for my job because obviously they're going, Dinna, did I speak to me? Just leave me alone. I stayed up for three hours of Raw and nothing happened. Oh. <laughs> um, That's so, my plan for Saturday to catch up on all the takeovers and all the Raws and everything on Saturday before Mania starts because I'm not staying up during the week when I have to actually leave the house. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll do a couple of our silly questions and we'll kind of do a bit more wrestling stuff, I suppose, because, uh, you know, wrestling podcast. Uh, what's your favourite dinosaur? <laughs> Oh, my wee brother's going to kill me because he's obsessed with dinosaurs and I'll say the wrong name, but I'd probably say a stegosaurus and he's going to be like, that's not actually called a stegosaurus. Anyway, I'd say a stegosaurus. Big spikes. I knew you'd go, I knew you'd go for a, a herbivore. I just absolutely knew it. Right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, t- uh, what would be in a fight? T- I mean, this is probably going to be a very distasteful question for you. What would be in a fight? Two sheep or one cow? cow definitely cows are they're protective animals yeah they're big dogs they've got teeth uh, i get different answers for well, there's only two answers but i get different answers for for that one but I like anyone who who comes with a bit of logic with it as well like you have it's like <laughs> it's bigger it's, it's gonna do it be i don't like anyone who just goes one cow and then kills it stone dead no no tell me why mm-hmm. you decide that one um so yeah so you're working. I still think two sheep, but you know we'll never find out uh, unless it's somehow coerced uh, in some sort of weird gala show. Uh, with when you got the wrestling ring in one corner and you then so outside of wrestling, you've already revealed you're a big Doctor Who fan um, mm-hmm. and Merlin fan. Which I did. I did actually watch one series of that as well when when it came on the BBC. I seem to half watch these things, unfortunately. Although I watched uh, Life on Mars. I'm just about finished that again, uh, which is totally. I love Life on Mars. I just rewatched all the Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes like a couple of months ago. Obsessed. I forgot how good they were. They're so good. Oh, I mean, I, I got. I saw it was uh, coming off Netflix like April sixth. I thought, and this was April first. Oh, I'll get through all the episodes by then. No, I'm four, I'm four out, but iPlayer's got it, thankfully. Um, oh. I'll keep, finish watching it, but uh, yeah, I forgot how fun it was. So we're now in lockdown phase of just revisiting things that I used to watch because I don't want to watch anything new because it's just, it's an effort. If it's not Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then I'm just, I'll watch something I've watched before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what are you other? I've watching Modern Family. Oh, yes. Love it. Love Modern Family. My, my uh, TikTok for you page is primarily seems to be Modern Family and Brooklyn Nine-Nine stuff at the moment. Uh, 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine's probably my favourite TV show, like, of all time, I'd say. I love it so much. Like, I think I've seen every episode at least five times, and I'm including the ones that only came out last year, like, genuinely. Love it so much. Oh, we went to Netflix when the, the new season came out, and we thought, oh, we'll spread it over the week. Came out on the Friday, finished it by the Sunday, and we were just like, ah. Yeah. Okay, right. What, what have we got now then? <laughs> that's, that's it. So yeah, outside of wrestling, uh, what's your what's your what's your passions? What, what what do you end up? What's your hobbies? Um, I'd say well, recently COVID kind of ruined them all. But um, big football fan. Um, I'll say I'm a Celtic fan. We'll divide it. But yeah, big Celtic fan. Season ticket holder. Even this year when we haven't been able to go to games, so I've paid. Six hundred pound for a dodgy link, pretty much. But wait, is what you do. Um, there was a joke between me and my mum that because she she doesn't like me getting hurt, so she was like, "Ellie, I wish you'd never taken up wrestling. I wish you'd taken up embroidery instead." So when training got cancelled last year, I took up embroidery and got really into it and got quite good at it as well. And I was like, "There you go, mum. I've done both." So sharp. <laughs> I had I had a fear that you're gonna say that your mum boy may take up embroidery because because it, it's safer and you stabbed your fingers and stuff. <laughs> I was just gonna be the total at the end of I'm that story. Stab myself. To be fair, but not as bad as the bruises I get from wrestling. I bruise like an absolute peach, so I'd come home absolutely black and blue from training, and not even from folk, just from the ropes. Like one we hit off the ropes, and I am bruised like completely. Uh, that's why I always hear the bumping. It, it, you get used to it, but the ropes is just, just something. It takes a long time yeah. to just get calloused and, and hit it without wincing. Yeah. Um, so your wrestling style, because of course there's no structure to this podcast. We jump all over the place. Uh, your wrestling style, you, you do a lot of uh, well, punching. Of course, you've got your cartwheel, uh, the, the cartwheel splash. Yeah. Is there any particular wrestlers that you mould? your moveset off of uh, anything that you, you watch particularly go, oh, take that from so-and-so and, and what have you? I feel like I did steal quite a lot of my moveset off of Bailey, especially with like the belly belly suplex that I do. I was like, oh, pretty much when I was training, I was pretty much doing her whole belly belly sequence. And then I think it was like Wolfgang was like, you need to start coming into your own now, like stop using and Bailey's comeback I was like right right okay I'll, I'll think of my own moves god damn it and then my cartwheel like I said I got it because it was the only thing I could do but it was also like kind of like Maiko Satamura she was the big influence of doing a cartwheel because I was like trying to think of a way to put a cartwheel into a move that isn't just a cartwheel drop kick because a lot of the lackeys on the Scottish scene already did that like Moxie does one Anastasia does one so I was like, right, I can't do a cartwheel drop kick because then I'm just stealing moves again. And I seen, I was just watching, just I think it was Eve actually. I think it was Pro Eve. I think it was um, Michael versus Kaylee Ray at Pro Eve, and Michael does the cartwheel. Um, what would you call it? Knee drop, leg drop, cartwheel leg drop. And I was like, that looks sick. Like that looks absolutely deadly but I don't want to steal it completely. So I was like, right, how can I put my own spin on this? And I was like, we'll, we'll try a splash. We'll try a splash. That's easy. And then I did it in one training match and everyone was like, that looks really cool. You need to you need to keep that. And I was like, okay, I will. So I'd say Bailey, 
um, Michael Satamura, I love the kind of like hard hitting, like Joshi, like Japanese women proper. They just look like they're leathering each other. And I think it's a wee bit better when it just genuinely looks like a, a fight. Like, and I'd say like Viper as well, like being a bigger lassie, it's good to have these bigger lassies to look up to, to, to see what you do. Like I'm not flexible. So I'm not going to be pulling people into like amazing holds or anything. So I want to see like the big power moves that lassies are doing. I uh, will we'll say about your, your splash, like one thing I noticed, because like I say, you only have what, four matches now, four or five, that have been aired. I don't know if you've had more since. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. It's really nice to see a, a splash done where you don't land on your knees. Like you, you do the, the whole yeah. body weight. So it actually looks like it hurts. Mm-hmm. Whether your opponent thinks or thinks it does or doesn't is not matter entirely but it's, it's it looks like it's actually a splash and not just a uh cartwheel into landing on my knees and just like crouching yeah. over um which uh-huh. I, I super enjoy that um yeah i, I kind of guess you're a celtic fan not just because i do some research this, this afternoon uh but of course your gear being very uh <laughs> very green and white in the in its it's a colour scheme. Was that quite, was that a conscious decision when you got your gear made? Yeah, like, I didn't want it to be, like, great, like, Celtic green, because I also feel like, you know, like, Joe Coffey gets, like, Celtic kits made into gear. I was like, right, I can't nick his ideas. So I'll go for, like, a more, it's still green, but it's not, it's not Celtic green. It's not obvious that it's, green and white but like if you know me you know it's green and white like I wanted to go for that kind of balance of uh, it's my own thing but it is still kind of Celtic like green's my favourite colour but it needed to be green in some shape or form and of course works with the, the whole plant thing as well it's it's uh, all kind of falls into place that was just a coincidence like I wasn't even planning on having a like on using the vegan gimmick at that point, I was just like, green's my favourite colour, so we're going to go with that. So who came up with the name uh, Plant Based Bearhouse? It sounds like a, a Billy Kirkwood uh, ad lib, uh, to be honest, but was that, again, was that yourself? It or? was actually, so I knew, I knew that I wanted the vegan gimmick, like, but I couldn't think of like a good epitaph to use. I was like, oh, I, I don't want to like, steal someone else's like adapt someone else's and just look like I'm ripping them off so I was like literally in my group chat to like all my girls I was like girls I don't know what to do like literally Jester was asking me like what do you want your name to be when like when you're getting called and I was like I don't I don't know like I I knew my ring name but like I didn't know the nickname so I was like right girls group chat help me and I've got like one other pal who's vegan she was like what about plant-based powerhouse and I was like Danny you are a genius. Thank you very much. So my best pal Danny came up with that, and I have to give her credit because it was her. <laughs> and then, and then she could she could go the do and go. I I gave her that name there. The it's just just a plant based powerhouse. She can sue me for naming rights. I <laughs> <laughs> would win your women's champion. Uh, that that'll be it. I'll be her coming for you. Uh, so speaking of the future, then to round off the the podcast. Uh, course you are wrestling we've, we've very much established that you, you are doing some wrestling um what's what's your dream who would be your dream opponents that, that you'd want to face 
Um, I think just because I think it, Kevin Owens and Jericho were what got me hooked, but I think it was Sasha and Bailey proper what made me fall in love with like wrestling and be like, no, I actually really enjoy this. So if I got to wrestle Bailey one day, that would be like the ultimate dream, but I don't know if that's possible or if that'll happen. But I think, and the other one would be Viper, like Viper is like the dream. Like I've got a photo of me in Viper um, after a fierce female show, literally the week before I started training. And I was like, yeah, that this would be like the dream, like the start to finish, if you know what I mean? Like met her the week before started training to finally get into wrestler, it would be like a nice wee, a nice wee arc on is, my wrestling journey, I think. Is that the photo that you imagine using in the promo package, like beforehand? Of me, like, look how I'm smiling next to you, now I'm gonna beat you up. <laughs> and and uh, as far as, as companies, uh, is, is of course, it's WWE, the, the be all and end all, is, is there anywhere you want to uh, go along the way? I think WWE would be the be the be all and end all. Like really, whether it's NXT UK or whether it's like WWE, like SmackDown, Raw, I don't care either or. Same prestige in my head. But before that, I would love to do like a tour of Japan. Like I've never been to Japan. I just want to go to Japan on a holiday, really. But if I got to go to wrestle at the same time, that that would be amazing. I'd love to. Not even even if it was just one show. Like one show in Japan, I think that would be amazing. Uh, absolutely right. So before we, we wrap up, then um, we'll do the social media bits uh, in a second. Uh, if this is quite the bigger question that we're going to try and add for future podcasts, if you go back to your first day of training, speak to yourself. What would you tell yourself? Start taking the gym more seriously, more quickly. I think it took like a year to actually start like doing cardio in the gym so do some cardio Ailey, please it'll make your life a lot easier in the long run <laughs> perfect so where can people find you on social media um i'm at eyelid with two d's and an underscore on twitter and at laarmstrong.gpwa on instagram and i don't have a facebook i don't use it so sorry Oh, it's, it's anyway, you're not missing uh, Perfect. Well, thank you very much for, for joining me today. I have had an absolute fantastic time. Um, hopefully, hopefully by the time that, that either this goes out or uh, this time next year, you would have actually rested in front of a crowd, which would be great. Uh, but fingers crossed. But yeah, uh, I, I wish you all the best. don't know why I'm going for a really heartfelt ending there. <laughs> but, uh, Happy <laughs>